Hello and welcome back. It's your host, Jared Mount, with another episode of Blue Mafia. We are back. Win or die. Win or go home. It's playoffs. It's the AFC Divisional. It's a home playoff game. Some controversy. Bengals fans already making excuses. We got a lot to talk about. I got some things I got to say about this Bengals team. I got some things I got to say about Joe Burrow. I got some things to say about the implications of this weekend on the back end. As always, I'll be picking them. We were five out of six last week. The only one we got wrong was the first one, thus causing our 75 cent parlay to be voided. But that's okay, because we're five out of six, and we're not in it to win it. We're just in it to enjoy it. And we enjoyed it, and we're going to enjoy it this weekend. Got a lot of good games. We got a lot to talk about. Blue Mafia Season 3 is coming to a close. I appreciate everybody listening all season. Um, The fan base has grown. Subscribers are up. We're up to 31, so all 31 of you love you. Keep telling the people. Keep spreading the good word. Faith, family, and football. Let's get right into it. Joe Burrow's not that good. He is good. But he's not that good. He's not that good. I'm getting a little bit sick of hearing about how amazing Joe Burrow is. I'll be honest. If you put those two wide receivers, that running back, that coach, around six out of ten starting quarterbacks in the NFL, they're going to produce results. T. Higgins... Jamar Chase. They're incredible. Joe Burrow is a competitor. I respect his craft. I respect his story. I respect his uh, never-say-die attitude. I respect his toughness. Kid's got a baby face, but I'll be honest, he is tough. Uh, This year, the only reason he had any setback was a bout of appendicitis. But Burrow is tough, but he's not that good. Um, I think that you can slow him down. I think that you can beat him. And I think that you can make him cry. And because of the way that this game turned out, I'm hoping that the Bills were able to assess enough of this Bengals DNA in order to give it the old predator treatment. And what do I mean by that? Your boy was preparing to step out onto the Ralph for the 2006 Class B sectional final against Lackawanna. And one of the best coaches I ever had, Coach Mullen, had a quote that was, to this day, the best pregame pre-fight, pre-war speech that I personally ever encountered. 
And that was, he dropped a line from the movie Predator, which was, if it bleeds, you can kill it. They fucking bleed. That got me going then. It gets me going now. And that's how this Buffalo Bills team should feel. Because despite myself and many assuming that based on the way that the Bengals game looked prior to the DeMar Hamlin incident, it appeared as though the Bengals were on their way to a bully-type victory. But I said then and I say now, if you have 17 out on the field, you always have a chance because he's not going to just lay down. He's always going to come back. He's not just going to let it die. And that's why I think that the Bills now, after having a moment to recover from the DeMar thing, after seeing themselves in the mirror after getting punched in the mouth by Cincinnati, and now hearing all this hullabaloo about the Bengals and Bengals fans wishing that this game too was at a neutral site, I have to think that the Bills are feeling a little confident and I have to think that the Bills are feeling a little bloodthirsty and that's ultimately, in my opinion, what they need to be if they want to win because the Bengals are tough. They are well-rounded and they're going to be hard to beat and despite the fact that Joe Burrow not being that good, this team is that good. That's one thing I want to be clear about is the reason that Joe Burrow is able to thrive in this system is because of the system that is in place. The organization, the team, the coaches, the offensive system, their offensive line is obviously going to have some struggle this weekend. But the surrounding activity and actors of Joe Burrow are that good. So the Bills... We'll need to be good to be great this week. Number two here, just an observation. Last week versus the Ravens, the Bengals, the big bad Bengals, the big bad bully Bengals that we saw against Buffalo didn't appear to be as much of a bully versus Baltimore. And credit to Baltimore's defense. I was was really enjoying seeing them fly around. Patrick Queen, uh, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, JPP with his Goro hand. That team was fun to watch. It sucks that they didn't have a quarterback to be able to finish, but Snoop Huntley did a lot. It was fun to watch. But ultimately, my point, this Bengals team softened up, and they showed weakness, in my opinion. Burrow was sacked, I believe, four times. And it didn't look too bad. But in my opinion, compared to the eyes, the body language, the confidence did not look the same as it did versus Buffalo. And that's why I think Buffalo needs to bring the hits, playoff hits, Super Bowl hits, Milano, Edmonds, Poyer, Tehran, and especially the D-line has to get a couple of good ones on. Burr, burr. Because, number three, who is the bully here? Who's going to be the bully? Who wants to be the bully? And who is ultimately going to 
finish this because bullies don't always finish, but bullies can finish in the NFL, but bullies can also get punched in the schnoz. And that's what Buffalo is going to need to do to Cincinnati in order to win this game is they're going to need to punch him in the schnoz and they're probably going to have to take a couple punches to the schnoz because bullies don't just lay down. Number four, Josh Allen. Obviously, every week I grade Josh Allen. Looking back at last week, if we say creativity and effectiveness for Dorsey, I thought the creativity, give it about a B minus, effectiveness, give it about a B minus for Dorsey. But Allen, mind, mechanics, moxie, the 3M mountain system of quarterbacking. Mind, I would have to go about a B plus. Mechanics, about a B plus, B. And Moxie, didn't really, uh, didn't really feel the confidence too much. And maybe it was the crowd, maybe it was the opponent, maybe it was not exactly thinking Skylar Thompson was going to be able to go 12 rounds. Shout out Skylar Thompson, though. He played an awesome game, and there were some big drops in that first quarter that almost seemed as though the, the Miami wide receivers didn't believe in him. And had they come to play, they might have won that game. Shout out Skyler, Chip Skylark. But Moxie for Allen, it didn't seem like the regular chip on his shoulder, and I didn't exactly like the fumble. I didn't exactly like some of the interceptions. I'm going to go... C plus on Moxie, which is possibly the lowest grade for Allen on Moxie. But I'm going to need that guy this week. This is now the time that Josh has been waiting for. We always talk about sugar high Josh Allen, the Josh Allen experience, the general Josh Allen. Which one are we going to get this Sunday? Three o'clock start. Little weird. Little weird. Three o'clock start at the Ralph. Don't know how that's going to go. Don't know if the bills are going to come out flat. They're going to come out ready to rock. You know the stadium's going to be rocking, but are we going to get Superman or Super... Nah! Josh Allen can be Superman or he can be Super... Nah! Fuck. Which one are we going to get? Are we going to get Superman Josh, who's going to play stoic, who's going to play under control, who's going to hit every pass with accuracy, who's going to get the ball out quickly, who's going to retain the rock and not floated around or are we going to get super nah Josh where he's running backwards where he's making crazy plays where he's trying to do too much which one are we going to get because it's tough because Allen's going to have to get up for this one because he's going up against a true heavyweight contender in Burrow he's got a tough defense and he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders and we are still a little bit unclear on how Josh handles pressure so he's going to need to handle the pressure this Sunday in order to win and the Bills and the Bills Mafia are going to need to rattle Joe Burr number five here finally wrapping up defense wins championships and that's a fact and I don't remember a team that won a championship that couldn't get a stop this Bills defense has had trouble getting stops all year long. The time is now, and Von Miller's not playing, but 
we've got some guys. Milano, Edmonds, Tehran, Poyer. This entire defensive line. I do believe I saw that. There's a couple guys questionable. Jordan Phillips, I think, is questionable. He's a guy that I always can trust to get to the quarterback in these types of games. Hopefully he can go. But Greggy, big boy, been a little quiet. I'm expecting Greg to have a breakout game at some point. you got to think that they're putting extra guys over to him. And that's why I need other guys on the defensive line to step up. And, hey, let's, let's, throw, let's throw a blitz in there once in a while. But... We're going to need to tackle because the yak on Jamar Chase is, I believe, the best in the league. He's like a little running back, little league running back out there on the outside. These little DBs cannot retain him, wrap him, and tackle him. So it's going to need to be some gang tackling. Going to need to get some sacks. Going to need to get some big hits. That's what's going to win this game. People seem to forget that this game is a physical game. And despite all the quarterback play, despite all the sex appeal of all these offensive weapons and the high scoring and the rule changes, ultimately, you can still lay the fucking lumber, and laying the lumber pays the bills. So I hope that the bills lay the lumber this Sunday. So let's get over to the other side on the implications. I'll give you my final book it prediction tomorrow morning, as always, before the game on Twitter. Twitter! At Jer7Red. Give me a follow. So let's get it over to the implications. Only four games this week. Five out of six last week. Let's pick them. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about Trev and the bronze visor heading to Arrowhead. I've heard enough data. Now, Pat Mahomes is the sickest. He's the number one quarterback in my eyes. He's the champ. He's got the belt. Until Allen or Burrow take a take a belt for themselves, they're they're still on the second tier. Um, and then I do have Dak, Hertz, Herbert, Lamar on that next tier. Uh but we got some good games this week, man. We got all good quarterbacks, two young guys, one guy that was written off, one guy that was Mr. Irrelevant. First time in years with no Manning, Roth, uh, Rodgers, or Brady. Turn the page. Next page, new quarterbacks. This is it. This is our new class. Saved by the bell, the new class, and I'm excited because all these guys are fucking warriors and they're all slinging it around and they can all finish and they can all fight. And that's what ultimately makes good quarterback here at Blue Mafia, the mind mechanics and the moxie. The moxie means you can fight too. It doesn't only mean you look good. It doesn't only mean you, 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 you sling the ball sexy. Moxie also means you can fight and you can finish. And people want to get behind you because you're not afraid. And all these guys got that. Number one here, a guy that's moxie is returning to its source. The guy, Sunshine, highly touted out of high school, big big career at Clemson, has never lost a game on a Saturday. Trevor Lawrence and the Bronze Visor are heading to Arrowhead. And based on some things I heard on Bill Simmons' podcast, 
the bronze visor Doug Peterson, I believe, is six and zero as an underdog playoffs. Andy Reid has lost seven games as the favorite at home. Script's written, baby. Script's written. I got a bad feeling for the Chiefs. Nicole Hardman not playing. I can't wait to see what the Jaguars and the Bronze Visor do to stop Travis Kelsey. I've always said Travis Kelsey is an intermediate style route runner. He pushes off. He knows how to use space. He knows how to find basketball space. Mahomes, basketball player. I'm going to be interested to see how the bronze visor stops Pat Mahomes. And can Trevor go in there and finish it off? We'll find out. We'll pick these all at the end. Danny Dimes taking on an injured Jalen Hurts shoulder. Brian Dable has stolen the hearts of NFL fans nationwide. Giants fans coming out of the woodwork. Starting to talk about Eli Part 2. Vanilla Vic apparently is Danny Dimes' new nickname. Uh, Last week, I think he ran the ball 17 times, which was a uh, tied an NFL record for most QB carries in a playoff game. I can't deny that Dable is really impressing me and the way that this team is overachieving is impressing me and so is Isaiah Hodgins, a guy that I really wanted to keep after an outstanding camp. Guy tore his ACL here in Buffalo and then finally got back on the field, tore it up, and I got into debates on Facebook about how he and Raheem Blackshear should have been on the team instead of Judd Nelson Kumaro who has not really done much because of injury, and Taiwan Jones, who's a lifetime special teamer. Would be nice to have some guys right now um, as we enter in the last phase. But Isaiah Hodgins is looking real, and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. But let's not forget how good the Eagles can be. Obviously, they lost Lane Johnson. Quarterback's been hurt. But let's not forget how good this team has been. And let's not forget the attitude that this team has brought to every game. I still love this Eagles team. I still love Nick Sirianni. I'm a little worried about the Dayball effect because that chemistry and character of that squad, them and the 49ers, they look like they have the juice to go. Cowboys obviously look good, but the Bucks kind of suck. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Obviously, they know each other, which helps both teams and hurts both teams. Who's going to be tougher? Who's going to have the better coach? Who's going to have the better quarterback? I think right now the Giants might be a little tougher because they're getting guys back from injury versus guys leaving for injury. I think the better coach is Dayball, despite Sirianni's hot start. And Hurts is injured. Danny is playing very confident. Do you do you really put Hurts that much further ahead of Dimes this week? I don't know. I still love Hurts. I still love the fact that he's going to show up, but he's been known to have some quiet stinkers. And he's not exactly a guy that if he starts out quiet and stinker that he's going to just all of a sudden find it, find the rhythm like a Josh or like a Pat. That one's going to be good though. Those two tonight. Tomorrow, obviously, Bags versus Josh. 
it's it's going to be tight. I really think it comes down to who makes less mistakes, who finishes drives, whose receivers make plays. I think both quarterbacks are going to make enough plays, but whose offensive line is going to show up, who's going to make more plays, like I said, on the outside for their quarterbacks. This one's a freaking coin toss, to be honest with you. I really think it's going to come down to the final gun, the final possession, possibly field goal, make or miss to win that one. That one's going to be a freaking battle. And then, obviously, Dak taking on Purdy in Purdy Town, San Fran. How do you not like the Purdy kid? Uh Oh, because he was pounding his chest like Donkey Kong, King Kong last week. That's why. I don't like him anymore. I need to see Brock Purdy get humbled. I need to see this 49ers team get humbled. Do I think they're sick? Yes. Do I think they're talented? Yes. Do I think their uniforms are sick? Because they're like the 90s versions of Ricky Waters, Deion Sanders. Yes. Do I want to root for George Kittle and Debo? Yeah. Do I want to root for Shanahan? Yeah. But I'll be honest. I'm getting sick of everybody jumping on the 49ers bandwagon. And for that reason, I'm out. So I want to see Mike McCarthy, the guy that no one wants to give any respect to. I want to see them take it to this punk. I want to see... Micah Parsons throwing this punk on the ground and beating his chest. So let's pick him. Trevor, I'm going. I lost my pen. I'm going Trevor. I'm going the golden visor. Big win. Obviously, do I know that the Chiefs should win this? Yeah, but I'm going visor. Dougie P. For the dub. Dubby P. Dubby Dougie. Dubby Dougie. Dan Dimes at Hertz. Remember, we're not calling Danny Danny anymore. He is a man now. He's Dan the man. Dimes. And I think that the Giants upset the Eagles. Because the Eagles have injury problems. Because they didn't play last week. Because their best lineman has got a torn groin. And because their quarterback has a fucked up shoulder, it doesn't look good for Philly. Now, Miles Sanders could carry the team. A.J. Brown should be able to make a couple big plays. But there's just something about this Giants team. I can see them winning. I'm going Dan Dimes there. Bags at Josh. My gut is telling me Bengals by three, but my heart is telling me Bills by ten. So we're going Josh. Dak at Purdy. I think Dak is going to prove himself. I think that he's going to show out. I think he's going to have about 400 yards. But I also think he's going to make some really bonehead decisions that are going to be very costly. And for that reason, unfortunately, Brock Purdy is going to move on to the NFC Championship. So that is Trevor, Dan, Josh, and Brock. That is your final four picks. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Win or lose. But, go Bills.